Hello, and welcome to the Fail Intuit podcast hosted by me, Genevieve. Here on this podcast, I have candid conversations with real people about how experiencing and learning to deal with failure is the secret to elevating your life. I also talk about my own struggles with failure, everyday mindset tips and tricks, and the ins and outs of how I like to navigate this human experience. We don't fall into success, we fail into it. So let's fail, fail, and fail again. Welcome to another episode of the Fail Into It podcast. So things are a little funky for me. As I mentioned in the last episode, I am currently quarantined for a second time, (laughs) Um, which is a bummer, but we're just rolling with the punches. So when I was made aware of this second quarantine period, I told myself that I would record, and I told Toma, a good friend of mine, my friend Toma, that I would record every day. Now, yesterday I had a little bit of a couple hiccups. I had to get a test. I had to do a bunch of different things, and so I wasn't able to record yesterday, so I'm going to record today, obviously, and then I'm going to record possibly a double episode on one day. Um, All these episodes will not be released at the time that they were recorded. I think I'm just going to release them as I see fit. Um, I don't want to, like, overload everyone but I mean I have the time to make the content so here I am but I think what's going to happen first is I think I'm going to commit to the first 10 episodes that I release uh, of my podcast being solo episodes so me just kind of chit-chatting with myself uh, about various topics that are going through my mind at that moment and then we'll kind of go from there so this week obviously has been a really weird week for me Um, and I have two topics I would like to touch on today and we'll see how much time it takes Um, but one is that so I am on this quarantine period again and the question is why Um, and obviously there's a million different answers as to why but I do not believe in coincidences I do not believe in things just happening to you I believe that there is a greater plan whether that be created by god by source by a little elf that rules the world i don't really know (laughs) depends on what you believe but i do believe that we do have free will and things are able to happen however there are things that are put in our path hardships um, difficulties bumps in the road that are meant to be lessons and this bump in the road is now the third time that this has happened to me first time it happened to everybody uh the second time it happened to me because of something else or because of someone else unfortunately brandon um which was totally fine uh but i never ended up contracting the coronavirus and then this is it again where it was a scenario where i follow all the rules i do all things right and yet here i find myself in the same situation and so the question i have to ask myself is what haven't i learned from my other two quarantine periods that i need to learn now and we can kind of chat through that figure that out i can say wholeheartedly at this very moment i don't actually know an exact reason as to why i've had some friends give maybe some insight as to why maybe i really do need to learn how to slow down maybe i really need to do actually take the time to put effort towards these passions that i have these things that i put on the back burner because i am so career oriented Which is so funny because I preach and preach and preach, whether that be on my Instagram or in my daily life or now on this podcast about how this typical societal life path of go to college, get a job, 
have that job till you're 65 and retire um, I'm trying to break that barrier and yet sometimes I feel myself falling back into the trap of it so for example obviously I work now um, in a job that is much more flexible in a way than my previous job and less traditional um, than my previous job that's for sure but I still find myself falling prey to using my free time oh my god peanuts running around beauty (laughs) I fall prey to using my free time to do things for work which that is not work-life balance that's not how life works Uh, you are supposed to well it is how life works that's how we've um we've kind of conditioned ourselves that if you're not doing something you should be doing something and I fall prey to that a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot I feel like if I have free time I should be doing something and I think social media is also a prime example of this so we never really take I know I won't use we I'll say I I never really take the time to just sit and be bored right when's the last time you did that like when's the last time you sat on your couch in complete silence maybe with a candle burning in the background but didn't look at your phone literally peanut mom is on a roll right now and you're squeaking your toy ridiculous anywho um it's hard it's hard to do something like that it's hard to sit down on your couch and do nothing or like if you're gonna do anything like create and I don't mean like go on Instagram and look at everybody's photos and then like think okay I'm gonna make this like literally create like write draw a picture paint a painting um make a podcast like I'm making right now um just like sit with your thoughts get creative and not fill the time with mindless scrolling mindless scrolling is evil evil so bad if you were to go on your phone right now how many hours would it say that you spend on instagram or twitter or facebook i will wholeheartedly admit that in the past three or four days while i've been in this new quarantine period my screen time has been astronomical like eight hours that is way too long like what am i doing for eight hours nothing i've gained nothing i've learned nothing i've gained nothing i just remain the same and it's a habit it's almost partially for me an addiction i feel like my phone specifically instagram is addictive that's that serotonin kick you get when you log on to instagram and even what's so funny what's so funny ironically funny is that I like have not been posting photos at all and I still find myself on that app all the time why why literally why so I think this will be sort of a verbal commitment to the public and to myself that I'm really going to work on filling my free time and my boredom time with more creative activities so things that require effort not passive yeah just not passive or non-productive so I can write I can write my journal I can meditate I can go for walks I can exercise I can draw I can paint I actually don't have any paint I've always really wanted to paint but I don't have any paint And I have not pulled the trigger on that because another thing that I feel like is a problem for me is I have so much stuff. 
Does anyone feel that way? They look around their apartment and it's just like clutter everywhere. I have tried so hard to go through all of my things and it's impossible. Like sometimes parting with things is so hard. I've read Marie Kondo's book. I've watched that series on Netflix and I've gone through like little spurts where I will do the Marie Kondo way. I don't even know what it's called. Does she have it? Is it called something? I don't know. But I have done that and yet I still feel like I only get rid of a few things and I don't understand. Why do I feel this attachment to material items and I know I'm not alone here which is so funny now too that I'm thinking about this I have a severe attachment to clothes however I wear the same outfit nearly the same four outfits every day you can ask my colleagues literally I have like four outfits but I have so many more clothes than that why do I feel the need to have more clothes I just I feel like I'm just rambling I don't even remember what Oh, what is quarantine trying to teach me? Wow, there was a lot of, there's a lot to dig through that I just talked about there. So clearly there are some things I need to work on. I will say that I do not need to do any more, not do any more, but I don't need to put any more effort or try harder with my meditation. That practice has actually been solidified very um, concretely for me, which is amazing. I now meditate at least 30 minutes a day, usually up to an hour, whether that be silent or guided meditation. Um, so I'll either do a silent meditation or an unguided meditation on the Headspace app, or I'll go onto YouTube and just look up guided meditation and whatever calls to me, I do, which is awesome. So that's totally cool. My journaling practice probably could use a little bit of extra work. Um, I was in a really good flow with it. And then sometimes after, so usually what I do is I'll meditate and then I'll journal. So I'll journal what comes through in meditation. However, recently I haven't had anything, not of note, but nothing where I'm like, ooh, I need to write that down. Um, From meditation, it's been pretty mellow and just silent, which is kind of what it's supposed to be. Here's, this is great. Literally, so peanut. I guess we'll go on a little side note about Peanut, if you can hear his little cute little crunches. He's so cute. So, (laughs) Peanut does not eat. He's so weird. So, he's the weirdest dog. He is very good at self-regulating, so I never have to worry about overfeeding him. I never have to worry about him getting fat or anything like that because he literally only eats when he's hungry. And it's once a day, maybe, and usually it's at night, but apparently peanut is hungry right now he's looking at me like what am i doing wrong i guess peanut's upbringing before we had him was pretty he was pretty neglected and i don't know if he was treated very kindly because there are some things like eating for example that he gets very skittish about like he like i can't go not that i can't go near him he just won't eat if i go near him like the fact that he's eating this close to me is like kind of amazing right now anywho i digress that was a lot anyway Essentially, Peanut is a very chill dog. He never does anything really except if you initiate play or he can be very active, but he doesn't choose to be, um, nor is he ever irritating or annoying except apparently when I am A, on a work call or doing something for work that requires me to be on video or, of course, when I am recording this podcast. I mean, you can literally hear him going right now. Nudie. He's looking at me like, Mom, what am I doing wrong? You're doing nothing wrong, Peanut. You keep eating. I'm proud of you. 
He is so fluffy right now. You guys can't see him. I'll post a picture of him. But he literally is the floofiest dog right now. Okay, and so to continue, what am I learning from quarantine? 3.0. Uh, TBD. But it looks like I have some stuff that I now have decided that I want to work on. So less screen time, which is always something I want to work on. But definitely now that I'm going to have so much more free time, I really, really need to focus on spending less time on my phone because it is doing absolutely nothing for me. Truly nothing. And then I'm probably going to read some more. But I think part of it, part of my issue is that I consume a lot I consume social media, I consume information from books, I read audiobooks, I watch YouTube videos, I do the whole thing. And there's so much consuming and not enough creating and I always complain to myself about, oh, I'm not creative and I can never come up with ideas, this, that, or the other thing. And maybe that's because I'm constantly consuming and not actually just putting pen to paper. And sometimes the hardest part is just putting the pen to paper. Like you're not gonna be good at something the first time you try. And that is really something I struggle with. I am like a perfectionist at heart and I really, really, really like to be good at things. And sometimes you have to practice and try and put the effort in before you're gonna get an amazing result. So that's what I'm doing here with this podcast. That's what I'm doing with my writing, my blog. (laughs) Literally peanut, I can't. That's what I'm doing. So, yeah, I'm going to put the effort in to create more. I've started drawing a little bit more. I used to love drawing in high school. um, And because of the way that I, not the way that I was raised, but the schooling system that I was put in, one of my blocks was obviously religion. Um, I actually grew up in um, a Catholic family. And so I attended Catholic school my whole life. Um, and so one of the classes I had to take every year was theology, and so theology always took away from a class that I could be taking, and because of wanting to go to college and all these, this, that, or the other thing, for me, looking at art, I was like, art isn't appreciated, which was so dumb, I don't know, like, that was probably partially my upbringing, but I was like, nobody wants to see art on a transcript, uh, especially if you're not good at it, which I'm not good at art. But um, I did end up taking art my senior year of call or high school, which I was so bummed I hadn't done it earlier because I really, really enjoyed it. And But I love to doodle. I love to sketch. I don't draw good things. I'm not good at drawing, but I really love to do that. I love to make patterns. Um, I love to use like black pen on white paper. That's just like one of my favorite things to do. So I'm going to start doing that again um, just to, you know, get a little creative, do something a little different, get out of my comfort zone. Uh, That's something that I've really been leaning into and I'm being also placed in those situations like right now. So getting out of my comfort zone, I think that might be getting out of my comfort zone and creating rather than consuming. That's going to be the the learnings of quarantine (laughs) 3.0 for me. So let's move on to the next topic, which is something I'm really excited to talk about because I've really been noticing it the past six months or so, and that is my friend group. So to give a little bit of a backstory, I grew up having maybe, I had, throughout my whole life, I've had like close friends for short periods of time, if that makes sense. So growing up, I had like two friends that I had from like fifth to sixth or seventh grade and then from seventh grade I had another friend and it always ended up that these friendships 
ended for some reason but it was also like the only friendship I had um I don't know how to articulate this properly so then but I was always everyone's friend if that makes sense so I never had like a solid group of friends I always had like one or two friends that were like my close friends but then there was always some sort of falling out situation or something where it just didn't work out um for this reason or that reason and so going into high school I had the unfortunate situation of when I was in the eighth grade, my family was relocated to the East Coast. And so everyone I grew up with, I had to leave them behind and I had to join a whole new group of people that had grew up together. And that was really a huge hit for my self-esteem because I was, I had so many friends and I, I was comfortable with all those people. And then I moved somewhere new where I had an accent and I sounded crazy you know, people made fun of me for the way I said things, um, and I was different, like, I was a huge tomboy, and they didn't know me, so it was just bizarre, like, I wanted to play sports with the boys, but the boys wouldn't let me play sports with them, and it, I don't know, it was so weird, so my self-esteem was kind of, it was kind of a kick in the face when you're 13 years old, and you get ripped from everything you know and play somewhere else, and you haven't really had the chance to b- build that resilience yet, that resiliency yet, so I moved there um, and the same cycle kept happening. So I, in my eighth grade year, I didn't have very many close friends. I was kind of, again, like friends with everybody, but nobody was really my close friend. Um, and that was an insecurity issue. And then I went into high school and I fell back into the old pattern of like having like one close friend. Although I do have one close friend from high school that I still talk to to this day. We've been friends now for 12 years, which is insanity. 12 years we've still been friends and she's actually been one of the only true friends I had from childhood that's remained but throughout high school I ran into the situation where I would have these one or two friends and they would end up being super toxic and maybe not to their fault or to my fault just possibly like an immaturity problem It wasn't a mutually beneficial relationship. Like we would feed each other's bad um, traits or bad habits. And then we would just not be, we weren't the right fit. Um, And things would happen where I would get too emotionally involved or this, that, or the other thing. And then something would occur and like the friendship would just totally fall out. I've also had friendships, uh, speaking to my empaths here, you might, resonate with this I never recognized what this was until I grew older started understanding what being an empath means but I would have friendships where people not even friendships I would even just start with people tell me stuff like complete strangers will tell me things that you shouldn't not that you shouldn't tell a complete stranger but is bizarre in our current world to tell a stranger Um, and so with that I also would make friends Um, when I was younger with people who would tell me things secrets about their families secret about themselves and they would tell me these things and they would find peace and solace in being able to tell me these things because I am very much so you tell me something I'm more than willing to listen I will keep your secret safe with me I will never tell anyone Um, and I will provide you support and space and then so they would tell me and it would 
kind of be like a bomb almost it would like be a big emotionally heavy charged situation they would tell me we would be friends for a couple months and then they would just disappear like crazy and that's happened to me a multitude of times so I had that and then I would also have these just not healthy relationships with friends and that kept going into college as well so I again wouldn't have really a solid group of friends I would have like a friend that I would attach to they would be the only one I would talk to and I could be the only one that talked to them and it just kept going and going and going and finally I it was honestly not until I was about 24 years old that I realized this pattern within myself I realized that I suck at making boundaries with people and creating boundaries with people and um, creating boundaries for myself and I didn't recognize that I was I thought I was helping someone else by being that person for them but actually I was just enabling behavior that we both need to work on um, we both need to change and so when I was 24 and I finally I had a relationship not a relationship but like a friendship and I saw this happening like it was almost like I had like a bird's eye view like all of a sudden I was like like I, I this started happening to me like someone with the similar traits to the people that I have been friends with in the past approached me and I kind of like I just took a step back and I was like oh my god I was like I've been doing this to myself my whole life this is crazy and I immediately immediately set boundaries for myself and I will say that in that year in 24 I was very standoffish towards everyone all of a sudden I put up this wall wow this is actually a realization for me I didn't even recognize that I did this but I truly did I threw up a wall I was like okay like no nobody is like welcome within my bubble this is mine and I need to figure out who are who are actually my friends who are those people that are actually my friends that are actually here to be there for me and to be those people that show me where i'm messing up be honest with me be candid with me um don't gaslight me into thinking things are fine and then that are going to help me grow i was always surrounding myself with people that just made me feel the same like it never challenged me my friendships never challenged me they just I was like okay like it was almost as if I was like taking a cut like I was like oh whatever like this will work I guess um not or I actually maybe didn't even recognize my worth I didn't recognize that I deserve better and that that person also deserved better too when sometimes in friendships like I'm not placing blame on the other people because I was equally as responsible for what happened in these relationships and these friendships but sometimes things just don't work and sometimes you have your own shit to work on and someone else has their own shit to work on and when you both have the same shit or similar shit or shit that doesn't like mesh like it just doesn't work I wonder now and I'm I'm sure now if I were to go back to some of these people things would be different we'd be able to build these relationships we'd be able to work past those things because I've been doing the work and I would hope that they've been doing the work too because there's so much to unpack when you're younger. There's so much to learn. You are so emotionally immature until you're not anymore. And then all of a sudden, like you wake up and you're like, holy shit, what was I doing? 
at least that's that's what happened for me I, I just woke up one day and so to circle back to what this is about my own friend group now I have never in my entire life been so happy and felt so supported than I do right now and I have more friends than I've ever had in my entire life and they are good people they are good friends they are solid like I have truly just never felt this good before and I didn't even know this was possible I truly actually thought as you got older you have less friends because you know you all go your separate ways and that kind of was happening for me when I was 24 where everybody like we all left college and we all went to our respective areas to work and I was just like like what do I do now like how do I make friends and you accept (laughs) so this is I don't remember who said this quote but you accept the love you think you deserve who said that I'm gonna find out but you accept the love you think you deserve and so up until very recently I thought that's what I deserved the lower vibrational the lower frequency friendships that we were feeding each other's insecurities and our bad habits and all those things and then all of a sudden it's like a light bulb you just go boop and you're like oh my god this is what I want these are the people I want to talk to and how do I find them and I had been doing so much work on myself I removed myself from a job that made me unhappy I removed myself from a location that made me unhappy I started working on my own issues I started realizing the things that I harbor within myself from my own childhood and the expectations I place on myself and this that and the other thing and all of a sudden as I started to work through these things these very beautiful amazing humans started walking into my life and I was like holy crap and not even realizing actually I would be like wow this is a great person wow this is an amazing person and for a little bit I would be like wait is this like is this real like are we sure and I would, I would doubt myself, but I could feel it. I could feel their energy. I could feel that things, it, it didn't feel off anymore. It, when I was a child and when I was in high school and college, I always knew, like there was always a part of me that was like, this is just isn't working. But I never listened to that. And as I've gotten older, I've learned to hone in on my intuition, to hone in on my gut feelings. And you know, deep in your soul and your heart when you meet someone you know if it's going to work or not and it's having the emotional maturity and the self-awareness to decide in the moment of your knowing whether or not you're going to stick around and so I had that knowing with Brandon like I knew um I've always known I continue to know like everyone has doubts right so I'll sometimes be like oh my god what am I going to do like is this right of course it's right like I knew that I know that now still Um, and you have to always go back to your knowing and so these people that have become a part of my circle I am just beyond grateful for the outpouring amount of love that they provide me love support feedback criticism I have never never felt this way I like don't even know how to describe it because it's truly incredible and so to kind of go off of this I just want to like say how appreciative I am for them and how amazing they are and they know who they are and without them this wouldn't be possible I wouldn't be where I am and I want to thank them for a doing their own work to be able to be my friend and 
be for supporting me and doing and continuing to do my work so that they can be there for me. It's truly incredible when you take that time to be yourself, find yourself, come back to yourself, what changes for you, how things shift. My life has taken an incredible, crazy, amazing shift. I am thriving in all aspects of the word personally I feel that way I'm not just saying that to say that some people would be like well this all doesn't make sense like you're not following what you thought you were going to do and don't you feel bad you're not using your degree and this and the other thing no I literally have not felt this amazing ever maybe when I was like five and like life was pure bliss like that's how I feel right now I feel supported I feel loved I feel abundant I feel like I'm making strides towards making a difference in the world. I feel like I'm living or partially or on my way to living into my purpose. I am thriving. I'm doing my absolute best and I've never felt more secure. And so I guess what I will leave you with is that getting to this position, getting to where I am requires a lot of personal work a lot of personal development self-awareness it requires it's hard it's not i'm not going to say that getting here was easy i have struggled specifically these last two years i've really went through like a quarter life crisis what am i doing with my life what am i doing to myself why am i walking away from something that's so easy like it should be easy like this should be easy I have a degree I make really great money why does it feel so hard if you find yourself in a position where you're asking yourself why is this so hard take a moment take a deep breath and remind yourself because it probably isn't right things will be hard when things are right but they it's a different kind of hard And I can't really distinguish that for you. Um, You have to do that yourself. You have to find that discernment yourself. But things are still hard for me now. But they're definitely not as hard as they were. And despite being harder or hard, I know it's right. So when things are so hard, they're probably not right. Yeah, I think I'm going to end with that. Hope you guys have a beautiful, wonderful day wherever you are. I'm thinking of you. I hope you have a wonderful holiday, however you might be celebrating this year. And yeah, I'll catch you in the next episode of the Fail Into It podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Fail Into It podcast. If you are looking to connect with me further, provide me with feedback, or just chat, you can shoot me a DM on Instagram where you can find me at Genevieve.fit, or you can reach out to me via my blog, which is peacelovegenevieve.com. I look forward to chatting with you all in another episode so very soon.